It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between intellectual, spiritual, emotional, and physical beings. And to say that we are complex is to put it mildly. And I have as a returning guest this morning, Julie Brannon, and we have kind of a fun conversation that we're going to have. But before we get started, um, know that there's about 290 shows now that are up on the website as well as within the podcast links. So if you go to www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com, you'll be able to see all of the shows that are archived there over these past four and a half years now. And uh, there's also a link into Boomers Forever Young. So if you click on that link, you can subscribe to their free health newsletter. Uh, Also, there are over 2,000 testimonials. There's blogs, there's videos, they have their own podcast. All of that is right there. And uh, so check that out. If you decide that there's a product that you would enjoy using, then, um, you know, go ahead and um, when you check out, there's a discount uh, bar. And if you put my first name, Lucy, L-U-C-Y, into that, it will uh, give you $5 off. And, you know, today that is a gallon of gas. So <laughs> check that out for sure. And uh, Julie, um, you are a trained master herbalist. You're a formulator. You founded Bailey's Natural Herbal Apothecary in downtown Safety Harbor. So you've done a whole bunch of different things. And I know you're continuing to grow in uh, herbology, if you will, uh, and your understanding of it. And you've been doing that for more than two decades. So I guess you probably started when you were about 10, right? Oh, yes, that sounds good to me. (laughs) We'll go with that. Okay. Um, So we're going to talk this morning about factors that affect cognitive decline, and it's not just aging. In fact, I think I saw this morning as I was passing through the living room, um, something on Good Morning America that was talking about the number of athletes with concussions that are in soccer. They're now recognizing that it's not just football or uh, hockey but it's almost any sport where you have contact where your head you know, can get banged around. And if it happens multiple times, certainly that does lead to cognitive decline all by itself. So what are some of the major factors that you've discovered doing the kind of work you do? Well, first of all, it's great to be with you again, Lucy, and hello to all of your, your fans and friends out there in podcast, podcast land. You know, there's quite a laundry list of factors that can affect cognitive function or, and, you know, lead to cognitive decline. You know, stress, of course, you mentioned head trauma, overwork, sleeplessness, diabetes, depression, anxiety, hormonal changes, prescription drug use. And I would love to get into that deeper in a little bit if we can, because it's really eye-opening. Also, illicit drug use, alcohol use, chemotherapy, of course, we talk about that chemo brain, Mm -hmm. lack of exercise, poor diet, smoking, all of these can contribute to a decline in the brain's ability to really be there when you need it. So there are a lot of factors and 
gosh, if you look at what we've been through with the COVID pandemic and everything else, there's been so much stress, so much anxiety, so much depression. So, so these are things to keep in mind. And, and of course, when, you know, if, if we are experiencing some cognitive decline, it, it's, you know, pretty simple sort of hallmarks that will tell us what we're dealing with there. You're going to be forgetting things more often. You might forget important events. You might lose your train of thought or feel overwhelmed by planning or making decisions. And most important, I think, is to become impulsive or showing poor judgment. Because let's face it, everybody's husband forgot their anniversary at one point in a marriage, right? That doesn't mean he's you know, losing his brain function. Um, but when you sort of add all of these things up together, I think it would be a, a cause for pause and start looking at, hey, what's happening with my brain? And how can I you know, better... Um, you know, make decisions or, or keep my, again, keep my cognitive function strong. You know, there was a, um, a study published in Neurobiology of Aging not too long ago that revealed that cognitive decline can actually begin in the late 20s and early 30s. Wow. Yeah. So, so this is important to keep in mind. Now, there is a thing called MCI. Of course, you know, when we talk about cognitive decline, most of us automatically think of dementia, Alzheimer's disease. These are, these are the worst of those kinds of impairments. But there's a thing called MCI, mild cognitive impairment, which is actually diagnosis. Um, from the Mayo Clinic, MCI is the stage between the expected cognitive decline of normal aging and the more serious decline of dementia. And it's characterized by problems with memory, language, thinking, or judgment. Now, being having an MCI diagnosis can certainly increase your risk of de developing, say, dementia, but researchers don't have a clue as to why some people with MCI go on to suffer dementia or Alzheimer's, and some don't. There is a great vast void in our um, understanding of these cognitive decline conditions, what causes them and what could even help slow that or repair it. Now, there is really no single cause and no single outcome. And this, again, is that great void of knowledge that we just don't have about this. It can be reduced blood flow or oxygen to the brain, clumps of plaque or proteins in the brain. You know, of course, that's a hallmark of uh, Alzheimer's that the proteins in the clumps of plaque. Um, we could have shrinkage of the hippocampus, reduced energy to brain cells, and reduced levels of acetylcholine. And that word acetylcholine is going to be an important one to remember. You know, so as we're going along, let's just remember, again, for most forms of dementia, there is no, currently no effective treatment. Okay, for most people taking medications for dementia, it may be difficult to know if the treatment is even working. And treatments for Alzheimer's disease, for example, they may help a bit, but they don't reverse the condition. And treatments for Alzheimer's may slow the deterioration, but again, they are not going to reverse the condition. Now, there's a whole bunch of stats out there about how many people have Alzheimer's and dementia and how many lives it crushes in America and other countries around the world. So, I say, let's not focus on that right now. If somebody listening is interested in those statistics, then they are, you know, you can find it online. There are some very good resources, but suffice it to say the cases of Alzheimer's disease, I believe have more than tripled in the past 20 years. So 
you know, as a whole, <laughs> our, 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 our cognitive function is declining. And let's talk about that real quick, if we can. Sure. Acetylcholine, okay? Acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter. It's like serotonin or dopamine. It sends messages from neuron to neuron in the brain, okay? It plays an essential role in concentration, memory, and cognition, as well as your, your larger muscle functions. And it's one of the most common neurotransmitters found in the human body, and thereby it can have the greatest effect, okay? Now, there are drugs on the market today. Now, if you wanted to interrupt me, please go right ahead. I'm just on a roll here. <laughs> okay. As I mentioned, acetylcholine is pretty darn important. Well, there are prescription drugs and over-the-counter drugs that are called anticholinergic. That means they are acetylcholine antagonizers. Those drugs reduce the ability of our bodies to have that nice sound neuron-to-neuron -neuron transmission, protecting our cognitive function, okay? They block acetylcholine. And three plus years of any of these drugs that are, that are acetylcholine antagonists, they can increase the risk of dementia by 54%. Oh, wow. I tell you what, it blew my mind. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> But I'll tell you, in, in my research, I found that there are at least 55 different prescription drugs that block acetylcholine in use today. Okay. Now, can I add on for a second and just say, I, I'm finding it incredible to think that these drugs are on the market because they have to know that it does this, that it reduces the acetylcholine in the brain, which then reduces the ability to, you know, function neurologically at, at your best game. I agree with you completely, but I think it often comes back to this in the medical establishment, risk versus benefit. Okay. If you are horribly depressed, if you're not sleeping, if you're highly incontinent, for example, they might say, well, some kind of risk to your cognitive function is not quite as important as getting the relief from those conditions. Right. So it's a risk versus benefit equation, really. And I wish more patients would really consider that themselves. But um, these drugs, these acetylcholine antagonists, they are co very commonly prescribed. Are you ready to hear some of the conditions they're prescribed for? Sure. <laughs> Allergies, allergy medications, block acetylcholine, seizures, muscle pain, even cholesterol medications, medications for Parkinson's disease, for anxiety, depression, insomnia, motion sickness, as I mentioned, incontinence. And this is just a few of those conditions that they are um, commonly, commonly prescribed for. How many people do you know that have been on allergy medication for years and years and years and years? Oh, absolutely. You know, and a, and a bunch of these others. I mean, they're, they're young people, teenagers, children prescribed antidepressants. Mm -hmm. one, one has to ponder what's their cognitive function going to be 10 years down the road. Are they going to be productive members of our world and our society and have happy lives? Who knows? You know, it's a big, huge, bleh, it's a void out there. Okay. And there's some over-the-counter acetylcholine antagonists as well. Benadryl, chlortrimeton, 
Tylenol PM, Aleve PM, Unisom, Dramamine, and a host of cold medicines. Okay, so you don't even need a prescription, you know, for a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, in in sort of in conclusion on that, these drugs block the action of acetylcholine, which sends signals from the nerve cells to other cells, and they transmit the messages that affect learning and memory and even muscle contractions in the body. And there's a great resource. I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you want to ask me something? Yeah, I did, because you are on a roll. So I keep thinking of different things that I want to bring up. Um, I, I'm wondering if that's not why there has been this increase in cognitive decline across the board, that it, it's tripling. And that it's not just for people that are over the age of, let's say, 60, that are walking into the kitchen going, now, why did I come in here? It mm-hmm. in part is because they are on prescription medications or they're using over-the-counter things that they have no idea are creating this kind of decline. And, mm. um, you know, so, wow, uh, that's, that is like super, super interesting. It is to me too, as well. And, and, you know, when a person gets a, <clears throat> gets a prescription, there's a big, huge piece of paper with all the side effects and you have to read this and all the black box, box warnings. I don't, I don't take medications, but I don't know anybody that reads that material. And it would be interesting to see if that was disclosed. Well, you know, one of the things that's so funny on uh, the evening news, it doesn't make any difference what channel you're on. Uh, but the evening news is supported almost predominantly by prescription drug companies. And uh, very commonly, there will be in that um, uh, conversation that they have, you know, don't take if you're allergic to it. Well, how mm-hmm. on earth are you even going to know if you're allergic to it unless you take it? I understand. That sounds like a CYA, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> But that's an incredibly important point that you make, Lucy. If, if the information that we're receiving on a daily basis from multiple sources is sponsored by the pharmaceutical companies that are making these drugs that are harming the population, goodness gracious, I think we need to think twice before we take a medication. And I'll just insert this real quickly for you, is that for virtually all of those conditions that I mentioned that these drugs are commonly prescribed for, there are natural alternatives. Sure. In fact, one of the things that I do know uh, is omega-3. If you're beginning to have any kind of cognitive decline, if you take a little more omega-3, like I take a krill, which is an omega, uh, but I take a, a pretty powerful one. It's like 2000 milligrams. And, you know, typically your omega-3s, I think, are around four and 500. Um, But, you know, it can bump up your ability to just remember facts and to uh, process information a little more easily. Absolutely. I have a a big list of things we can do. Should we start with that? Sure. Okay. Let's just start with basic stuff that doesn't require a purchase. Okay. Do a crossword puzzle every day. Right. We do need, you know, all the drugs aside, we do need to stimulate the mind, use puzzles and games, just reading a book, reading is stimulating to the brain and plenty of sleep. I cannot stress this enough because in the past, I would say two years, one of the most common things I'm seeing among my clients is sleeplessness. Right. 
and people are stressed out there. Yeah, right. Sleeplessness is incredibly, or sleeplessness is an important thing to address because studies show that those who sleep less than five hours a night, I'm talking about five straight hours of quality sleep, they have higher levels of amyloid plaque in the brain. Mm-hmm. So not sleeping enough is going to put plaque in your brain, which, hey, we don't want. So we've got to shoot for that straight eight. And there are ways, again, that we can help ourselves naturally to get the rest that we need to really keep our keep the old cabeza going strong, right? So, you know, it's a matter of being deliberate and being dedicated and taking the steps we need to say, okay, I really want to protect my brain function. I don't want to lose it as I go older. I, I want to know where my keys are all the time, right? Yeah, other things, simple things we can do. Exercise three to five times a week. Get that good blood flow. It's going to bring more oxygen to the brain. Julie, hold on to that thought for just a second. We're going to take a real quick break and we'll be right back, everyone. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show. And I have as my guest, Julie Brannon, and we're talking about cognitive decline. And you were mentioning exercise. And so I wanted to point out something. It doesn't mean people have to go get a gym membership. It means like go work out in the garden, go cut your grass, go take a brisk walk. Uh, If you have a swimming pool, swim several times a week, but do something where you're moving. Absolutely. Take a walk on a beach, you know, that's going to de-stress. And exercise is one of the best stress relievers there is. So we do need to exercise three to five times a week and we can all find things to do within our, our limitations, even if we have physical limitations that are going to get us the exercise we need. Okay. We need to reduce or eliminate sugar. Uh Everything has sugar in it. (laughs) Yeah. Got to read the labels and get that out of our lives. We need to, to, to stay hydrated, okay? A, a, a mere dip into dehydra- dehydration can cause short-term memory loss. So we need to drink half of our body weight in ounces of water a day. And that's filtered tap or spring water. We don't like reverse osmosis or purified water unless you're remineralizing, let's say trace mineral drops or something like that. And that's water. It's not Gatorade or vodka or, you know, Bud Light. (laughs) We're talking water. And if we're caffeine drinkers, because let's face it, a cup of coffee could kind of get our mind feeling a little sharper, put us a little more on our game. But for every cup of coffee or caffeine beverage that we consume, we need to have two extra glasses of water to compensate for that. You know, and other things are simple, like, you know, eliminating those bad habits, you know, smoking, alcohol consumption and things like that. And a clean, healthy diet is incredibly important because the nutrients we get from things like our leafy greens, berries, fish, eggs, nuts and seeds, beans, even wine to an extent with the resveratrol, these are all considered brain foods. 
Mm-hmm. And dark okay. tar. Yeah, and they and they boost acetylcholine production in the brain. Mm-hmm. So this is super important. But here's something a lot of people might not know is that having a healthy gut is going to help you have a healthy brain. Right. In fact, they call, they call the gut the second brain, right? I know you've heard that. Right. The average adult carries about four pounds of microbes in the gut, okay? That's trillions of microorganisms expressing over three million genes. And these cells produce information that flow between your brain and your gut. And science has established this because they've identified that they are messages. They're biochemically, these messengers rather, are biochemically identical to those found in the brain. So healthy gut, healthy brain. Also, my research revealed some really interesting things. 50% of our dopamine and 95% of our serotonin is found in the gut. Mm, that's, that is very interesting. If that could send us down a whole nother rabbit hole in conversation, couldn't it? But remember that dopamine helps to regulate cognitive processes. And if you have Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, you have very low levels of dopamine. And nearly 50% of Parkinson's patients also suffer from Alzheimer's disease. So we need to have that healthy gut. And that's taking a daily probiotic, a good high quality one, not something you get from the drugstore or the supermarket, okay? Um, eating fermented foods, an excellent way to get good microbes. Again, reducing or eliminating refined sugar because the sugar attacks those healthy microbes and watching those carbs, because if you love your bagels, fine, but that bagel is going to turn into sugar in your blood and it's going to affect your gut. Right. Okay. Are some carbs that are healthier than other carbs? Absolutely. So I think it's a, you know, take a carbs 101 kind of course and and determine what, you know, we can might be able to really enjoy and some things that we might need to just put by the wayside. Right. Right. Okay. Now you brought up fish oil and that's excellent. Um, And it's definitely high on the list of brain boosting supplements we can take, but there's actually a whole new category of supplements and actually drugs are included in the category that are, are designed to boost brain power. And they're called nootropics. Now, and, uh, Prevagen is one of those, I believe. Yes, they, any, anything is considered a, new, a nootropic if it enhances cognition and memory and facilitates learning. So it's got its whole category all of its own, which I just think is kind of cool, but I'm a nerd, there I go. So we, we talked about fish oil and omega-3, that's really at the top of the list. But other important things that that help to boost those levels of acetylcholine and really get those neurotransmissions going in the brain are going to be vitamin D3. I know we talk about that a lot and how important that is. Very important for cognitive function. Alpha lipoic acid, lecithin. Lecithin has been heavily studied. It's an essential fatty acid commonly used as an emulsifier in processed food products because as an emulsifier, it allows allows fats and water basically to be uh, mixed to be combined, emulsified, emulsifying fats. And lecithin has been shown to dramatically boost um, acetylcholine in the brain. Because they're, they're actually supplements that will call themselves acetylcholine. If you look it up, you'll find it, up, but there is no such thing as a supplement called acetylcholine. There are supplements that have choline, okay, and they help the body convert it into acetylcholine. But there's no such thing as an acetylcholine supplement, just a 
toss that out there. The B vitamins are important for cognitive function. A lot of us with that little bit of brain fog every now and then hit your B12 a little harder, you'll be doing great. Antioxidants of any kind, you know, keeping the free radicals down and protecting our cellular health. Things like cuperazine, vinpocetine. Vinpocetine is actually extracted from the periwinkle plant. And it's used quite often post-stroke so that it, it broadens that window of recovery. Alpha-lipoic acid will do much the same thing. And it is a vasodilator to really encourage the blood flow in the brain. There's a, there's a, a fatty substance called phosphatidylserine. Very nice. It's been in use for quite some time. L-carnitine, the amino acid is useful. And then again, like I mentioned, lecithin was high in choline. Both choline and inositol are available in supplement form, and they're brilliant for really helping to boost the brain function. Julie, um, this is a ton of information that is being disseminated here. Is there like um, a, you know, like, I don't know, a basic five or a basic four that you would say, okay, you know, if you're interested in beginning the journey of improving your cognition, make sure that you're taking these four items, because right now I think the list is probably at about 30 that I've heard you say, and that's oh, really confusing to people. So, you know, there's, there's going to be some things that are better than others if they can only do four or five. Okay. Well, let's start with a, a good high quality multivitamin because a good quality multivitamin is going to have those high levels of the B complex nutrients. It's going to have antioxidants. It's going to have minerals. And that's just really basic, but I would say including fish oil. Okay. So that's two. And then there are herbs that we didn't get a chance to talk about, but lion's mane mushroom is 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 absolutely on my list and another one would be grapeseed extract so foundational multivitamin lion's mane grapeseed extract and what was the other one <laughs> i guess i forgot to take my lion's mane this morning didn't i okay well what the multivitamin. yeah yeah what i wrote down was basically a good um multivitamin and you know that's not going to be Centrum or one a day, guys. It's thank you. You need to be talking to somebody like Julie or at least going to your closest really good health food store and talking to somebody in there. Um, oh, no, I think an omega three of some sort. Um, I think a D3 because uh, Harvard just did a study with 230,000 people. And they found that people that were insufficient in their D3, which again is a simple blood test that you can go take and you want the number above 70, but people that were insufficient in their D3 down in the forties, they were having more strokes and heart attacks and dementia. Those were the three things that they found in this 230,000 people study. Um, so, and then your lion's mane mushroom, and I want you to talk about that for a second. And then, um, the grapeseed extract, um, I know with the boomer products, they have one that's called resveratrol, which I take, um, it's an advanced formula that they particularly carry. And I've been using it for about five years. Um, so tell us a little bit about the lion's mane mushroom, because that is one I'm not familiar with. 
Lion's mane mushroom is responsible. Um, well, actually what it is, it's, it's the nerve growth factor that's found in the lion's mane. It has been really heavily researched and Paul Stamets um, is the man that wrote Mycelium Running. There's also a wonderful documentary on Netflix called Fantastic Fungi. Yeah. And his website is fungi.com. And they go into great depth about the, about the lion's mane mushroom. But nerve growth factor is responsible for the growth, maintenance, and survival of neurons in the central nervous system. In other words, it also keeps the myelin strong in conducting stimulation between cells. And as we age, the myelin sheath degrades leading to deterioration of brain function because when the sheath is damaged, neurons lose their conductivity. They just can't make those connections, right? right? And guess what? Lion's mane mushroom tells the brain to make more nerve growth factor. Hmm. It's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And I, with, you know, without getting too, too technical about it, um, it, it, it really boosts brain function. When I take it, I feel like I'm so on my game. I've got a client who has a heavy stutter and she finds that when she takes lion's mane mushroom, she doesn't stutter. Oh, that's interesting. So it does it, neurologically there. Absolutely. Because it's making those better connections and everything's firing stronger and better in the brain with that addition of that nerve growth factor. Hmm. So it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And there's a lot of research coming out all the time into different mushrooms, you know, using turkey tail mushroom for cancer, reishi mushroom for just about everything. There are so many mushrooms that can really enhance our lives and our health and our well-being that I really urge people to, to look into that and, and check out Fantastic Fungi, the documentary. It's that, brilliant. You put me onto that about uh, six months ago, I think. And mm -hmm is just an amazing documentary and i'm aware certainly that they do micro dosing of um, some of the mushrooms uh, that would have maybe gotten people high in the past but if you micro dose it it, uh, it has a whole different effect on uh, different diseases absolutely that would be the psilocybin mushroom but guess what lucy i just was just released uh, earlier this week that the va is launching clinical trials and studies into using psilocybin for vets with PTSD. I've heard that and, and that it is quite effective. So now they're gonna do the broader study on more people. Yes, yes. And, and the, so the industry in general is really feeling that that, that psilocybin is going to be um, available maybe through a prescription or maybe through with microdose without a prescription, but they, they want to get the research behind them. And I want to see it too, you know, but if we can do anything to help our vets and the, the people that fought for our freedom yeah. that are suffering and struggling, we have to do it. And I think that's a brilliant way to help. Right. Right. Um, you know, I know again, uh, you can use different kinds of um, um, natural, if you will, you know, such as cannabis. And if it's done properly, it can make a difference too, not just as a recreational drug for getting high, but to actually use it as the plant that it was intended for. Let's put it that way. I totally understand that. Without going down a rabbit hole with that, I'm a, I'm a little concerned about the use of cannabis right now, Lucy, because a new study came out showing that, I mean, the, the cannabis people are using today is so incredibly potent 
compared to the plant material that we got 20, 30, even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and that it's causing psychosis and causing all sorts of very serious problems. So I urge caution with using those things until we can see more, more evidence and more research into um, their their effects and, and their often long-term effects. So, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about that one right now until I see some more research. Well, and I'm, I'm also wondering how many times in the name of um, financial gain, you know, these uh, enhanced plants, <laughs> I think that might uh-huh. put it, you know, are being grown because there is more dollars available if they're made available to, um, you know, the public, let's just say it that way. Money is the root of all evil, gosh darn it. <laughs> you could quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know, without it, um, it's not a good thing. And if, if it's uh, the sole game plan is to make money no matter what, then that's certainly not a good place to go either. Well, that kind of ties in with we were discussing about the pharmaceutical industry earlier, right? Enough said. <laughs> so, you know, to kind of wrap things up, are we running short on time, Lucy? Um, well, we're down to um, about three or four minutes here. Yes. Okay. I just kind of wanted to wrap it up and remind people that there's so many simple things they can do to really, you know, even if they're not concerned about their cognitive function or if they're not worried that their cognitive function is declining, eating clean, taking your supplements, exercising, getting enough sleep, all of these things are gonna help keep our brains healthier as we age and as we move forward. And this information I'm gonna put into a a, um, blog post on my website. I, I haven't gotten it finished yet, but I'll be posting that soon. And it will go into even more detail than we were able to get into today. Okay, and so remind everybody where your website is. It's baileysnaturals.com. Which is pretty simple to remember. Well, it should be if we're taking our lion's mane. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being on the show again. And it's always great fun to have you here and your wealth of information. Um, For those that are in um, like Pinellas County or even down where I live, closer to Sarasota, uh, it's a nice little drive to Safety Harbor. It's maybe a little over an hour for me. And Safety Harbor is an enchanting small community that's right there on the water. And you're located on 2nd Street. And how do they do that? It's like 4th and 2nd. Right. I'm on 2nd Street North, which is one block north of Main Street between 4th and 5th Avenues, just down from the library. Not hard to find. And we're there Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 to 2. We have a blast. I encourage you listeners to find us if you're in the neighborhood or find yourself in the neighborhood. Come and say hello. Um, Yeah, we have a lot of fun. I've been at that location for 17 years and I'll be going for another 17 more, I suppose. Well, it's nice to know you're going to be in the neighborhood. Um, Okay, so everybody uh, check out. I know that you also can ship things for those that are elsewhere in the country, and they might like to order from you. So you can do that as well. Well, thank you for that. And my website, the products on my website are just my special blends typically, but I have a full, I've got a full stock and array of all the different, you know, vitamins and nutrients and supplements. So I'd say if you're looking for something you don't see on my website, just give us a call. And one of the ones that I want to plug before we say goodbye, because I use it is called Inflame Away. 
Oh, thank you. Yes, that's an amazing product, isn't it? Yes, it is. And uh, after I had my surgery a year ago, I didn't want to be on any kind of narcotics and I used that and it worked beautifully. And it's all natural. It's bromelain and MSM and turmeric and ginger and a few other things in there that just make it safe, powerful, and very effective. Right. So check that one out as well. Is that on your website? Does it show in plain? Actually, no, it's not. I'm at Lucy. I'm handcrafting that one. Okay. I have to make the capsules myself and I go through about 3000 pills a week as it is. I was afraid to put it on my website (laughs) because I'd be doing nothing but making pills all day long. So, but if somebody would like to try, they just need to give me a call. We'll get them taken care of. Okay. All right. Thanks, Julie, for being on the show and everybody, please go out there and make this your very best day and join us again next time for the Synergy Connection Show. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.